When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, Proving Grounds 4 is finished. And, and soon, I'll be moving on to Proving Grounds 5, which is a much bigger and more epic Proving Grounds. And the last one was pretty epic, too. Yeah, so. But, when you go through this quest, there's a certain bit of... There's a certain item you are locked out of. Locked out of getting. Now, I'm going to get that item. It's in a random encounter in Twithic, so I'll have some of those. An encounter at random. We're about to have a random encounter in or about the city of Twithic. Before you set out, you should know that over the past few months, several residents of Twithic and surrounding towns and villages claim to see what they believe to be a large dragon soaring high above the forest just after dusk. Good luck, Zoop. Proceed to a random encounter. There's nothing there. There's nothing. On the wooded slope outside the city, you encounter a roving pack of half-starved wolves. The desperate, vicious animals close in around you Gashing their teeth, I now face five vicious wolves. Oh, and I just finished them off with the battle rage. Uh, it's a giant ant. Now it's a giant par. Now it's a giant messy pile of chitin. Yeah, all right. Uh, nothing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite an overwhelming first adventure, you encounter little or mention any sort of mention here. Yeah, that's the, the nothing encounter. Ooh, it's a five vicious wolves. Ooh, ooh, I found six gold. You're surprised to discover some gold tokens in a discarded leather pouch nearby. Hmm, how did that get there? You are press, pressing by a tavern known as the Lost Crown. You become embroiled in a frenzied brawl that has spilled out onto the street. A handful of brawlers turn their attention to you and set about laying into you with their fists and feet. It was your choice but to fight for your very survival. It's tavern mob brawlers. Now, they're only drunk, so I'm going to subdue them. 
also if you if you kill some if you kill you know regular if you kill humans in Twithic you could get sent to this to this prison called the hole where if you're if you don't try to escape and you fail some checks and things go badly you can have your stamina points permanently reduced which is something you definitely do not want at all not in the slightest of course it's easy to once you're a skilled character it's easy to get out of it but Oh yes, and the, these, and these stays in the hole. The effects stack. So a while back, anyway, these are subdued. The four XP. The group of brawlers limps and crawls off along the street. They've been caught a harsh but well-deserved lesson by your skilled hand. You avoid several other brawlers spawning for a fight and strip off. Slip off along the street and continue on your way. Yeah, so pre so previously Oh oh wait is while making your way through the streets of Twithic just before dusk, you take a shortcut down an alley and nearly run into a hunched over figure in a ragged brown cloak. Hooked figure widens up to its full height. Turns to move away from you as you pass, but not before you catch Quick glimpse of the face tucked beneath the battered brown hood. Horror engulfs you as you realise it's the face of a large rat. You believe the figure rapidly sneaking away from you is a member of the Korgari, a member of a race of semi-mythical humanoid rat men. Now, hmm, so I can attack the Korgari... Or ignore the Kagari. I'll continue on my way. You watch as the slinking form of the Kagari reaches the mouth of the alley, draws its cloak and hood about itself, and slips into the dusky street. You involuntarily shudder as you cannot hope to surmise that, that the treacherous match Ratman is on some dark mission of treachery or murder. Without further delay, you once again set off on your way. Or... Maybe it's just sampling cheeses. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I had another... Well, back I ran a character where I pretty much went on a killing spree into a thick. And I got sent to the hole repeatedly. Over and 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 over again until my base stamina points were negative. Which is silly. So I, I could find myself wandering around with negative stamina points. It didn't do anything because who would code that in? Who would put a code in for that to check that your maximum stamina points are greater than one? So anyway, yeah, until you get into a battle, that is. In which case, obviously, your 
current stanima becomes your maximum stanima, and you instantly die. Because you realize, oh, wait, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, that's what happens. While moving along a deserted forest wall north of Twithick, you encounter a bearded, middle-aged man on horseback, travelling in the opposite direction. Upon seeing you, the man smiles and confidently pats the hilt of a longsword suddenly aside. How about it, stranger, he says, a quasi-skill glint into his eyes. A little contest of arms on such a fine afternoon. All in good sport, mind you. Accept the man's challenge. Upon your acceptance, the man leaps from a saddle and strides towards you, drawing his longsword as he approaches. I promise to go easy on you, lad, he chuckles. It's a bearded swordsman. It's a plus twelve to hit, because this is one of those scaled encounters, somehow. Yeah. But he's easy peasy now, because he, while well, his MR woes, his SP stayed puny. So I've defeated this foe, 5 XP. The bearded swordsman scrambles to his feet, remounts his horse without saying a word. Mumbles what sounds like a congratulatory remark, tips his hat and rides off. You watch as he departs, and once he has disappeared from view, you once again set off on your way. Oh, wait, wait, what's this? No, no, it's just a... No, I was lucky that time, it wasn't a full internet outage. Alright. No, random encounter. This is a slime ant hive. A secluded area deep in the woods west of Twithick. You come upon a tall mound of earth, the base of which is covered with branches and foliage. The top of the mound is an opening three feet in diameter, leading down into a wide earth passage. You recognise the structure to be the entrance to a slime ant hive. What is a slime ant? Simons. These vicious black and green insects are roughly the size of a large dog, receive their name because of the foul-smelling, burning green ooze they're capable of spitting at their prey. Simons dwell in complex underground hives, where they will usually be a massive queen insect present, will take an extremely confident or extremely foolish adventurer to rent to venture into a slime ant hive. Yeah, I'm going to just ignore this hive. Yeah, th th you can always... There's there's an unlimited number of those hives you can bump into. In the forest outside the city, you're unfortunate enough to cross paths with a large, long-legged black spider. The massive arachnid is the size of a large dog. In combat. The giant spider wears up and attacks. 2xp. After your victory, perform a quick search of the immediate area. When you satisfy nothing here of any further interest, you continue on your way. So I'm gonna there's a few things. While passing through the remains of an abandoned orchard, you come face to face with the fearsome tree beast. The tall, leathery-skinned green humanoid snarls upon catching sight of you and stalks forward. 
no, no doubt intent on driving you forcibly from its secluded haunt. Ooh, the tree beast swipes at you with its clawed hands. The tree beast grabs hold of you and attempts to squeeze you to death for three damage. And now it is slain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those of the encounters have their own one in message, making them making them fun to read. While passing through a forest clearing not far from the outskirts of Trippy, suddenly set upon by a large, hungry tackerback. The fierce predatory bird opens its razor sharp beak and emits a fearsome shriek as it swoops down out of the near out of a nearby tree and attacks. I fight Attackerback. Attackerback snaps at you with its sharp beak and is slain. Hope it's not endangered. After your victory, perform a quick search of the immediate area. You're surprised to discover some gold tokens are discarded. Leather pouch nearby. It's three of them. Oh, it's Tavern Mog Brawlers again. As I mentioned before, I have to subdue them. Also, because... Come on, they're not. They're not evil. Just really, really drunk and stupid. There's another slime ant hive. We can ignore that. It's a nothing message. The nothing message. The nothing message. Six giant ants. Deep in the forest north of Twithic, you become a lot. On a large pile of earth. Move closest to the mound. You are startled by the sound of snapping pincers to your right. You slip spin to face the source of the threatening sound. Six giant ants. Giant heights snap at you with their powerful jaws. Now, of course, it's not specifying how giant these ants are, because they could be anything from a couple of inches tall to 20 feet tall. <laughs> Although, probably smaller than. Probably somewhere in the middle. Because, <laughs> I think if they're 20 feet tall, I'll take them on one. I'll position myself to fight them one at a time. I've slain your foe. Yep, 2 XP. While cross it, crossing a bustling city thoroughfare, you accidentally walk into a woe's moon, passing in the opposite direction. The collision forces the woman to drop several objects she is carrying, and she immediately begins cursing at you. When you try to apologise, the woman raises her hand, and you suddenly realise she's attempting to summon some sort of magic. You immediately engage this woman in an effort to defend yourself by fighting an eye white mage. Ooh, and Starwhite Mage stabs at you with a small knife. She is subdued. Having been soundly defeated, your opponent staggers off through the teeming grounds and move along the thoroughfare. Not wishing to linger about the scene any longer than necessary, you follow suit and immediately set out of your way. Alright, that's... That was another one of the... If you kill, you might end up in the hole. Which you don't want to end up in. While passing through the outskirts of Twitik's southern section just before dusk, 
you spot a tall cloaked figure darting at you from the shadows of an arched doorway. As you spin to face your unknown assailant, you notice the silver gleam of a sharp blade emerge from his wide sleeve. It's a cloaked assailant. To subdue this one too, just in case. Subdued. 2x speed to general. The thief staggers off and manages to flee down a nearby alley before you can properly complete diminishing your harsh justice. Whether in his desperate flight he seems to have dropped a cloth pouch he must have been holding. Appearing inside the pouch, you just reveals a small quantity of gold. Just five gold, in fact. Right, that's the nothing message. The nothing message. More tavern mob brawlers. Uh, yes, you think they'll be learning by now, but nope. Nope, nope, people just keep brawling. It's a giant spider! It's the size of a large dog. In the forest outside the city, you happen on what you believe to be a wounded individual. Slumped over the base of the tree, so you get closer to the something figure. The something figure suddenly rises up and turns to face you. You're horrified to find yourself staring at the face of the dead. It's a skeletal woodcutter. And I uh, down it in one blow, presumably scattering bone bits over about a ten meter radius. As your victory, you perform a quick search in the needed area. 2xp. Well, you're satisfied there is nothing here of any further interest. You continue on your way. In the forest outside the city, you pack up one. What you believe is a wounded individual slumped over the base of a tree. Oh, this one is a one-legged skeleton. And is slain. It's attacker back. Who is slain? Alright. Two giant ants. Okay, I think it, it's getting a bit samey now. While passing through the north end of Twithick and just before dusk, you hear several desperate cries for help from a nearby alley. You rush to the mouth of the alley and peer into Peering into it, you see three large hen holding a smaller, cowering man against a wall. The face of the cowering man has been severely battered. He appears to be losing consciousness. One of the men begins to rifle through a leather bag on the ground by, by the assailed man's feet. The only saw is these three boots. Three boots are bands of thieves or roughnecks. I'll help the assailed man. You must act quickly. If you are to survive, survive his brutal assailant. If you are to help the man survive his brutal assailants. So I can just attack. I can use illusion or I can use thieving. I'll use illusion. If you succeeded, the sudden appearance of three city guardsmen at the mouth of the alley sent the batter's man's three assailants fleeing along the alley. And the three fleeing men have disappeared from view around the corner the end of the alley, dispel your illusionary guards and step into the alley. Quickly move over to the battered man who was slumped down against the side of the alley. He seems barely conscious, 
but after a few minutes, a good deal of strength has returned to him. He's able to speak. He tells you he he was accosted by these three thieves as he made his way home. When he refused to give in to the demands for his gold and property, he was dragged into this early, very alley where he was soundly thrashed. Dare say you taught them a few new tricks, though, he smiles weakly. Must be on my way, stranger. There's no thanks I can give that would suffice. But take this, and don't refuse it. He hands you a small pouch of gold, and turns and departs from the alley. That's three gold tokens. You quickly leave the alley, and continue on your way. Now, back when... Back when this was first released, during the very early years of Swift, that was probably one of your be better gold sources. <laughs> now it's nowhere near. Seed. Oh, it's that bearded stranger who's up for a jaw. Okay. The bearded swordsman. He's defeated. 5 XP. Okay, I'm going to pause it for a bit until something new turns up. This is this is new to, new to you anyway. In the western part of the city, you happen to pass by a rowdy tavern known as the Bridal Mare. When a group of drunk men stagger out into the street and run straight into you, these men wear the garb of mercenaries in the service of Fane Pond. But in their drunken state, they seem to have little regard for their warning preservation of law and order. Hey, behave yourself. I am personally acquainted with your ultimate boss. You, you could end up in serious trouble. You might you'll probably be fired. If you know I could get your names. One of the mercenaries roughly shoves you while his cohorts curse and spit at you. Before you can properly react, they have set the sofa upon you, intent on plumbing you for pleasure. Oh no, it's five drunk mercenaries. So, I could kill these mercenaries, and even though I do know the Thane, I don't think you would like that if I went around killing his mercenaries. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm not, he's not supposed, it's not official, I mean, his employ. So I'm going to have to subdue them. I'm not running away, that's for sure. Because that'll just leave... No. Pride, probably. Subdue your enemy. The drunk mercenaries pommel you unmercifully. The drunk and very stupid mercenaries. And I mean, they were stupid before they were drunk, probably. 4XB, not wishing to linger about the scene of attack, lest any city guardsmen might arrive, you step over the battered, moaning forms of the mercenaries and quickly move off along the street. Alright, another one. There's two Slymanks. You are so, following the ranging forest path, he was drifting. When you suddenly follows in your tracks by the sight of what has scurried out of the undergrowth, it's two slime ants. They snap at you with their powerful jaws. Alright, I'm going to pause once more until something turns up. So we've got to find that one item 
which we can only get, well, you can get this item now, but we can then turn it into something we can only do before we finish, before we get most a good way into Proving Grounds 5. And we've got to find out about that dragon. But, going to pause for now. Oh, this is sort of new. Near the ruins of an old watchtower in the forest outside Twithick, you encounter a lone cave goblin. A small humanoid is clad in a suit of leather armour and wears a short sword at his side, the hilt of which is crafted out of bone. The cave goblin turns and glares at you, his cruel eyes betraying an utter contempt for humankind. He draws his blade and assumes a battle-ready stance. You summarize you in the presence of a skilled warrior, but not skilled enough to attack the cave goblin warrior. The cave goblin shrieks a battle cry and leaps forward to meet your attack. The cave goblin slashes at you and is now slain. 2xp. The, cave, the go goblin warrior crumples to the ground to your feet. His body broken and his wicked spirit now gone from the world forever. A quick search of possessions turns up at the following a common goblin warsword. That's not worth picking up. And one gold token, which I automatically pick up. Alright, that's a slimant. Alright, pausing until something turns up once again. Okay, something fun has turned up. As you move through a wide, thickly forest valley in the woodlands east of Twithick, you come upon a band of seven tarsal making their way swiftly eastward along the valley floor. One of the vicious serpent men, serpent men towards the middle of the group slivers along with a large cloth sack over his back. The sack appears to contain a rounded object of considerable size. Is he, is he carrying a pumpkin? Hmm, no, I don't... No, I don't think it'll be a pumpkin. Okay, back to the tassel. Okay, what could the object be? Well, only one way to find out. Attack the band of Tazwil. You rush up from behind the band of Tazwil and launch your attack. The largest of the serpent men slivers back from the fray as the other six draw scimitars will swiftly move to encircle you. You're now completely surrounded by six bloodthirsty tuzzle, hungry for your blood, or thirsty for it. Because there's no, there's no, no, no one's ever called blood hungry. They're always called bloodthirsty. Yes, they're not hungry for my blood, they're thirsty for my blood. Because blood is a liquid, unless you let it dry, in which case it becomes, in which case it can be made into black sausage. They slash with their, with their scimitars, 5xp. The last of the tassel issues a final painful hiss and slumps to the ground at your feet. You step over its bloody corpse towards the last tassel, which was drawn from battle. The large serpent hisses angrily and slivers forward, drawing a scimitar from a sheath slung across his back as he advances. Your blood is mine, human, he hisses. Tis our leader. Slashes at you with his scimitar. 
and his slain. 66 XP for that. Ooh, that's quite a lot, especially considering how early in the game it was made. A shower of blacks, black blood rains down on you as the body of the large Hazel shudders, collapses into the ground. You take a few moments to compose yourself before you make a quick search of the remains of the dead Tuzzle and discover the following. Okay, it's a lot of scimitars, but they're all common. Also, 20 gold tokens. Near one of the slain snake men, you discover the bulging cloth sack. You carefully undo the rope that binds the black bag and carefully cautiously peer inside. Your heart skips a beat as your eyes behold the unexpected contents. Resting inside the cloth bag is a large green and brown spear, which you first assume to be a stone. When you reach in and bring the weighty object out into light of day, you scum to discover it is a giant egg. As you examine the egg more closely, you are left with little doubt. It is the egg of a dusk dragon. You also determine, despite having been in the clutches of the vicious tarsal, the egg is still in perfect shape, without, without a mar on its thick green and black shell. Now I'm guessing that dragon eggs are, are, are tough like ostrich eggs, but more so, much more so. And that it tends to be they... They're pretty hard to break. You can't just, you know, accidentally crack a dragon egg. You can't imagine how the vile Tazar came into possession of the unhatched offsprings of one of Swift's most majestic creatures. Decide that if you are to take the egg with you, you must make every effort to keep it safe. Got a dust dragon egg! Yay! When you are finished, you take a final look around before once again setting off on your way. So, I'm either going to have to raise this dragon, or, probably more sensibly, find another dragon to raise it for me. Hopefully it's Mark, because that, 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 that would be the best for all concerned. Unless the mum's a really bad mum, but... But if it's a really bad mum, I probably won't be able to find her. Dust Dragon Egg. Four encumbrance. This large, thick-shelled green and brown egg is that of a dust dragon. Though you can't be certain, not to think you can feel a slight movement from within the egg. <gasps> it's gonna be a baby! But how long will that be? I don't know. And I don't, and it's not coded in, because that'd be ridiculous. Mm. I can't, I'm an adventure, I don't have time to look after a baby dragon. Gotta find someone to look after it. Okay, proceed to a random encounter. Nope, nothing that time, nothing that time, that time, okay, time to pause. Alright, something has turned up. While passing through a grassy clearing deep in the forest of the East of Twithin, 
We were startled by the sound of a long, shrill screech from overhead, casting your eyes skyward. Behold a small, dark speck circling against a backdrop of grey clouds far above the forest. Your pulse quickens as you realise the creature on wings at such a lofty height. It's a dusk dragon. Even at such a great distance, you sense that the circling dragon is scouring the woodlands with its sharp eyes. When you're ready, continue. You may leave the cleaning and clearing. Continue on my way. Hmm. Maybe this this dragon probably might know where the where the where the mum of this egg is, or know someone who would know. I mean, I don't I don't want to assume that just because because it's another dust dragon that it's related. I mean, there's probably like several dragons in the world. All right, but I'm going to show show the egg off. Just, just see, just see. You're okay. You carefully take the dust dragon egg from amongst your possessions, and carefully place it in the centre of the clearing. Then, keeping a wary eye on the circling dragon far ahead, you step back to the edge of the woods. For several moments, the dragon continues to circle at its lofty altitude. But suddenly, you realise its form is becoming larger. Your pulse quickens as the massive, majestic creature grows larger and larger as it descends upon the clearing, gliding in wide circles on its outstretched wings. The dust dragon reaches the top of the trees and cautiously and graciously alights in the middle of the clearing. The massive dragon stares down for a moment at the egg you've placed on the ground and then carefully retrieves it with its taloned forehand. The dragon turns its head in your direction and stares at you with unblinking, pupilless black eyes. Oh dear, I hope it doesn't think I stole the egg, because then I am in trouble. So I don't want to kill a mummy. You are kind, human, speaks the dragon in a soft, melodious, feminine tone. You have rescued my unborn young from the wicked creatures who raided my lair, and this... Deeds shall not be soon forgotten. Pray tell, by what name are you known? You introduce yourself and bow and bow politely. Dragon nods and lowers her long neck to the ground and raises it again. What you assume must must be her her version of the same gesture. I am Zizar, she says. I must now depart, for powerful though I may be, in the world, the world of man is, at, is danger ever at hand for my kin. In the world of man. The dragon lifts her head to the sky and unfurls her wings, then turns back to meet face you once more. We may meet again, Zoop, she says, for all worlds cross in time. You watch as the massive creature unfurls her wings and lifts herself from the clearing into the sky above the forest. After several minutes, she's become but a dark dot against the backdrop of the of the grey clouds, and then she is gone. Oh, this is this is very good. Looks like I have a dragon friend. Yay! Hello, and maybe hmm. presumably when that egg grows up, 
that, I'll have two dragon friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. 256 experience to general. You move over to where Zizor is alighted, and despite her massive size, you can see no impression in the soft earth, earth where the bulk of her weight rested, without giving much, well, without giving the matter much more thought, and still elated having had such a remarkable encounter. You once again set off on your way through the forest. Yay, dragon friend. Alright. Now, I think all that's left to find is that one item. going to pause until it turns up. Or maybe something else fun will turn up first. We'll see. But anyway, pausing. Alright, something. While walking along a forest road north of Twithy, happen upon a pair of merchant wagons in distress. The wagons are in the process of being looted by a group of five highwaymen. The smaller occupants of the wagon, Former occupants of the wagon, two men, three women and a small child, are lying on the ground nearby, their hands and feet bound with rope. The leader of the robbers, a gigantic, brutish sort of fellow, barks orders to his subordinates as they vigorously labour to load the merchant's cargo onto their own wagon. Attack the robbers! Leave the highwayman sneers upon seeing you, and menacingly draws a heavy wooden cudgel from his side is to deter your approach. When it becomes apparent that you will not be so easily deterred, he orders his four underlings to attack. The four robbers draw short swords and rush forward to meet your advance. Begin combat against four robbers. Now, since I'm outside of the actual city or too thick, I don't have to worry about subduing anyone, because no one's going to find these people. You have slain your foe. To XP. The bodies of the four robbers lie entwined about your feet. You step away from their bloodied corpses and fix your hardened gaze on the leader of these highwaymen. You lean to learn to find your own plunder, fool, he spits as he raises his heavy wooden cudgel and strides towards you. The large brute clearly intends to smite you with it. It's a brutish robber. The large brute swats at you with his heavy wooden club, cudgel, and is slain. 2xp. You step over the lifeless leader of the robbers. Immediately ten to the six bound victims. With their bonds severed, the six people leap to their feet and thank you for coming to their rescue. Before you leave, one of the men hands you a pouch of gold, which he insists you accept. We shall not only remember the danger of the woes, he says as he meets you in the shoulder cross, but we shall also remember the selfless bravery of a stranger. Okay, nine... Got nine gold tokens, and that's that. Quick search of the fallen robbers and their wagon turns up little of any value. However, you find a pouch of gold on the body of the leader of the highwayman. We also take your weapons if you wish, and I do not wish. They are rubbish weapons. Also, eleven gold tokens. When you're satisfied you have not overlooked anything, you bid six people a farewell and continue on your way. Okay. There's probably, that's a repeatable encounter. So if I do see it again, 
I'll just wash past it and not record it. But we've still got to find that mysterious item. Till then, pause. Okay, I finally found what I'm looking for. In the forest outside Truthick, at the end of a long, overgrown path, you happen upon a curious sight. Protruding from the side of a tall is ornate iron haft of an axe. The blade of the axe is sunk deep into the trunk of a tall hardwood, result of an end result of a mighty stroke. Despite despite several tenuous attempts, able to you are unable to remove the axe from the tree. You stand there for several minutes as you contemplate how you might be able to procure what appears to be a very interesting weapon. Okay, so here I can use a carnia. No. Archery? No. Diplomacy? No. <laughs> Law, maybe? No. Thievery? <laughs> uh, I don't use weaponry. Woodmanship, perhaps? No. Alright, on to powers. Conjuration. Oh, oh. A thousand whispers should suddenly fill your head, so you cannot make out the voices are saying, and oh for certain they are not of this world. In a matter of moments, the whispering has subsided. You look down to discover the result of your conjuring lie on the ground before you. It's an ornate banded breastplate. Let's just have a look at it. Five stamina points. This remarkable piece of conjured armour bears the scars of numerous battles. So yeah, Conjuration can, at the very beginning of the game, get you some good equipment. But you're not going to have Conjuration at the beginning of the game, so... Yeah, it, it's... But none of the stuff you get is high-end. High yeah, it's just... I mean, if, if you were... If you were a free player, maybe, but but now you wouldn't go for that because you only get one power. So you'd probably go for restoration or necromancy. So no, there's pretty much no such. There maybe is a teeny teeny sliver of perhaps a chance where conjuration is good because at level seventy there's a. Plus five shield or something, and it might, and that might, that, that might, might hurt, might do until you get the glittering ice shield. But yeah, as a wall, yeah, don't, it's not worth it. Destruction, blow up the stump. Nope. Divination, give me ideas. Nope. Elementalism, big. Nope. Fortification's not going to work. Gating, illusion, necromancy. Maybe necromancy. Nope. Restoration. Nope. Telekinesis. How about that? You focus your power of telekinesis on the embedded axe. And you're surprised the axe starts to move ever so slightly. A loud groan echoes through the surrounding forest as the axe releases its bite on the towering maple. Beneath the strain of your potent magic, the iron-hafted weapon floats away from the tree into your outstretched hand. 
You stare down in wonder, remarkable weapon you hold in your hands. All evidence suggests the, uh, the axe has been wedged in the tree for some time, but its blade remains flawless and sparkles with unnatural intensity even in the shade. The haft of the weapon is solid iron. It's decorated with the carved likeness of a thorny branch. Towards the top of the haft you notice four letters etched into the iron. The third letter is badly scratched and you cannot make out what it is. The other three letters are as follows. T. E. Blood. K. It's on an eight iron axe. And I got it. Alright. Millet waiting plus two from this axe. This is the axe you found embedded in a tree in the forest outside Trithic. The blade is flawless and glitters brightly in almost any light. The haft is fashioned out of solid iron. Towards the top of the haft you can see four etched letters. The third letter is too badly scratched to read. The other four letters are T, E, space, K. This, we this weapon is of magical quality. Okay, now, T, E, hmm, maybe small the city, blade square. I'm sure I've seen someone with a name like that. Right, Teak, yes, Teak, Teak's Battle Shop. He specialises in axes. Speak with Teak. Teak, a, small, a short, slender man with a grey moustache that droops down past his chin, leaps to his feet as you approach and points excitedly at an ornate iron axe in your possession. How'd you get my axe out of that tree? he cries. Teak asks as if I might have a closer look at the axe, and you carefully lay the weapon before him. He leans in and studies it closely, his eyes wide with excitement. I thought our days had reached the end in that old maple trunk, he says. He's gently patting the haft of the wooden weapon. The shaft, the swipe that landed her stuck stuck in that tree, passed first through the neck of a shade goblin. It's quite a few years back now. Come to think of it, Teak tells you the axe is yours, provided you promise to take good care of it. Well, I'm going to put it in in the grounds of Tintkeep. I've no such use for. No use for such things any longer, he says with a sigh. You have a few spare moments, so perhaps I can show you something about the old girl you might not know. Teak carefully grips your innate iron half to the axe and slowly weighs the weapon. He cuts a wide arc in front of himself. And you're astonished when several long, thorny vines shoot out from the blade and curl themselves around the small table in the corner. The vines release themselves from the blade of the axe. The blade of the axe, and, and Teak smiles triumphantly as he hands the axe, weapons the weapon back to you. It's the axe of Bramble for you. Weapon hacking. It's now got a melee rating of five. This is the axe you found embedded in the tree in the forest outside Trithic. Sanctified for you by Teak in his shop in Blade Square. It's the axe of Bramble. The blade is flawless and glisters brightly in almost any light. The haft is fashioned out of solid iron. 
towards the top, you'll have to see four X lettered. The third letter is too scratched to read. Tae spots K. This weapon is of magical quality. Grip it just like so, he says, positioning your hand on the iron haft. You notice for the first time that there are small indentations on the haft meant for gripping fingers. The moment you are taking hold of the weapon in an instructed fashion, it becomes extremely light, and your fingertips tingle with energy. An antique acquired the weapon many years ago, after performing a dangerous task for a powerful sorceress. She called it the Axe of Bramble, says Teague. My name used to be inscribed it. Ah, yes, there it is. Missing an E now, I see, but no matter. May it serve the hand of another who seeks to brave the beasts of the wild. You thank Teak for granting you his form weapon and bid him farewell before leaving his shop. Okay, that's that's all the things that you can... It's all the fun things you can find by exploring Trithic at random. So the main things were... I have I have helped a dragon and will probably be owed a favour at some point in the distant, 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 incomprehensibly distant future, and it might never happen. Or oh, and I have this axe, and I have a help, and I helped quite a few people, quite a few people with bandit troubles along the way. And I picked up maybe a hundred or two hundred gold. Definitely not worth it as a gold grinding place. So now time to save. And it's time to go now. And for ne and next time I will start Proving Grounds 5. The Silver Quest. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.